0: You're listening to the Bulldog Hour, getting you inside the Wilson football program with weekly game previews, recaps, highlights, and interviews. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rappoff. Hello,
1: everyone, and welcome back to the bulldog hour. I am one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and here with me as always is my
0: co-host,
1: Justin Raffoff.
0: Yeah, it's uh, good to be here. Kind of crazy uh crazy to believe that we're we're at the end of the regular season. We're done. It's oh, over. Regular season. Th- this this goes this goes hand in hand, but like it's November this week.
1: That's right, it is. Yes, yeah, Wednesday.
0: Where did the time go?
1: It has flown by. I remember end of July doing interviews with the senior players, and uh, now here we are. They've played their last game, most likely, at Gursky Stadium. Senior night was Friday night. Got to see uh, many of them cu- carried off the field at the end, which is a fun tradition. I I don't think it happened last year. I think everyone kind of forgot about
0: it. I thought, I thought one person did last year. I, I feel like there was one, but like, yeah, it didn't. Yeah, because we even did.
1: I look, I my pictures popped up from two years ago, in the rain, and I have pictures of guys getting carried off. That might be what I was thinking of. Uh, Definitely happened then, but last year I feel like we finished and it, I don't know, just didn't didn't dawn on everyone by the time until like everyone was off the field. I think it
0: dawns more when it is the last game too, not just the last home game or the last regular season game. Anyway, you know, like so, yeah, because last year would have been against McCaskey at home, right? I believe and so, And I think yeah. literally their minds had already shifted to the Township. Okay, game. now we need to
1: go to Township, right. <laughs> right. But welcome to
0: the show, everyone. This is, I think, episode, yeah,
1: 15 of season Dude, that nine. Is, that
0: is all your department. I
1: do want counting. to thank Mike Drago and Jeff Reiner for joining yes, us last week. Yes. Excellent show. Talking about Wilson Township, which we will recap here momentarily. Bulldogs losing to the streaks, but honestly, I, I, we'll get into it, but- yeah. They're, I, Look, I'm obviously bummed that we lost and yeah. didn't win the second championship every time. I feel like there were as many positive takeaways from the game as there were negatives.
0: And maybe maybe we'll get into it. Well, yeah, this. We'll, yeah so we'll talk. There's about plenty of time to break that down. But no, no it is not all doom and gloom.
1: But no, it's not a, you know, they that, it's not that we didn't belong in the same field as them at all. So, cuz
0: they've been oh, destroying look, people. Right. So Let's I put know it, there were many that were I very anxious. I feel ancient. like I feel like the way I can sum it up is usually when we lose I dread coming to do the show. Right. Not because I don't enjoy doing the show. I love doing the show. But because it's just like oh this isn't nearly as much fun when we lose. No, it's not. And it's not I'm not saying this is as much fun. But I did not dread I did not dread it. And I think it's because I have shifted like I I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll break it down, but
1: yeah. I I was the only person that picked Wilson to win in probably any poll that's out there. I'd have to check with uh, PA football history because the Wilson Manheim Township game was included in his weekly pickem, uh, which is open to anyone. It's right. not just you know for for coaches or, or people that cover the teams or anything. He posts a Google link on Twitter uh, usually every like Monday or Tuesday. Got to have them in by Wednesday, and uh, I had been. For like four of the first five weeks he did it, I finished in second place. And I was like, I just cannot break through for a win. I don't know what happened this week, but I know Wilson Man, I'm Townsville, was part of the prognostication. So I'm interested to see if anyone besides myself picked Wilson to win. Uh, I do know that people look at that. Uh, because I know you look at it because you commented that uh, yeah. I apparently, and I didn't know this until you said something, I extended my lead in the fearless. So uh, Friday, I couldn't remember, forecast. but I thought you
0: were up two on everyone. Yeah, I think
1: I'm up four now.
0: Something like that.
1: I went twelve. Uh, I two feel this like past someone's week.
0: at one oh seven. I feel like someone's at I feel like Sam is at one oh seven. Okay. I feel like you're up three on someone. Oh,
1: okay. All right. Well then he he made some big moves then. But uh I know others want, look at that too because it was remarked to me at kickoff that they wanted to prove me right.
0: Oh, nice. So nice, uh, nice. I
1: appreciate that the uh, mm-hmm. the players are paying attention, or at least someone is pointing them in that direction if they're not looking yeah. out for it themselves. But um, clearly, I'm never picking against Wilson. Ever. So, uh, because... You know, Justin, I am a, a an optimist through Absolutely. and through. That is the one I word always, I would use to describe e- you. exactly. I am always there. But you know, we joked for many years on this show because we've been doing it for nine years now. For many years, they were the only good team in our sports rooting interests. At yes. least that weren't super frustrating. Like the Philadelphia sports and and my Dolphins very rarely are good, but they're so maddening that it was it was not comforting. Whereas Wilson, for this entire time we've been doing this show, they were the only positive outlook <laughs> in our sports-rooting interest. So, I, so I'm always going in, like, Wilson's going to win. Wilson's going to win. And uh, you, you can't change my mind. I so agree. We know for sure that Wilson is playing in the playoffs. We That was like 99.999%. It may have been guaranteed entering the week, honestly. We just didn't know when and where. Other positives from Friday night is our non league opponents fared better than I had predicted. They
0: did their part, they honestly. did their
1: part, including rival Mifflin winning, yeah. as well as the late pickup of Cheltenham winning.
0: Which, yeah,
1: now Central Dolphin and Roman Catholic lost,
0: it didn't hurt us. And, but and, and in all honesty, both of those were underdogs, right? So, so basically and I, and I don't want to
1: jump into this and spend forever on it but I did want, I did leave it in here cuz I wanted there to be some kind of accountability to see where we're at because last week we did talk about it and I had talked at length that I did not think that uh Wilson was going to stay at four or five with a loss, I thought for sure Wilson was dropping to a seven. You can see I popped it up on the screen. This was my final prediction going into week 10. Now, why did Wilson end up at five instead of down at seven? Well, I said, look how close they were. Which you also pointed out. Point zero zero two seven away from five, which is where they ended up. Well, what had I predicted? I predicted Mifflin to lose to Warwick, and I predicted Cheltenham to lose to Wissahickon. Both those teams won. Yeah. And you know what those wins were worth about 0.004. Well, two of them at that is 0.008, which is more than the 0.0027 mm, was right, separating right. us. So, uh, I'm, I'm glad I was wrong, right? I'm right. that that makes me well, happy. And,
0: and you go into this, you you mention every time we talk about the predictions, you are predicting. Uh, 50 I, I'm, 60 I'm predicting games, 50
1: to 60 teams, which ends up being like 35 to 40 games, right? Because of the league matchups of pitting against. So, each other. getting
0: all of those right, yeah, it's, is, it's tough. Is tough. Uh,
1: but Township is the one, Harrisburg is the two, Central York is the three, Cumberland Valley is the four, and William Penn is the eight. It's just five, six, and seven. Actually, it's just five and seven that got flip flopped, right? So, we ended up finishing higher than Cedar Crest. Central Dolphin is the six, so it's just Cedar Crest and Wilson flip-flop, which I know it's not how the power ratings work, but it makes, I think, everyone feel better because Wilson beat Cedar Crest. Now, we're in front of Central Dolphin, who beat us. You know, it's a it's a wacky system. Um, but did Central it's the best Dolphin also end have. six
0: and four? They or did. Or they seven yeah, two? I believe right, they right.
1: did. So did Cumberland Valley
0: Right, right, so, but come to about. We talked about this yeah. starting weeks ago. Their, Their strength of the schedule was yeah. insane. So,
1: yep, pretty good. So, um, power rating prediction did pretty good, and actually, it went the way I'd rather it go. I'd rather us, I'd rather me say we're not finishing in the top. Well, yeah. Five imagine, than, imagine
0: going into last week thinking, oh, oh even if we lose, we'll we could be we'll the be five. the five, and we end up the seven. Right.
1: What if Mifflin and Wisconsin would have lost, right. and I said they were going to win? Now we'd be on the other shoe would be on the other foot, and I didn't want that. No. I'd rather be the pessimist.
0: <laughs> we've hit both sides of that yeah, coin already. We, we, we're five we, minutes yeah. into the show.
1: Right, exactly. So, all right, that's it for that. Uh, let's do our uh, housekeeping here and let everyone know uh, what's going on with the show, as long as you don't destroy the mic in the process.
0: <laughs> what I was going to say, we've played both sides of the Optimist Pessimist, and I've punched the microphone. So uh right on schedule. Yeah.
1: Season nine sponsors. Thank you to my dad, Bill Mays, Mays Sandwich Shop, and White Star Tours our presenting sponsors of season nine of the Bulldog Hour. Also, in addition to May Sandwich Jump and White Star Tours, we want to thank MikeDragosports.com, the Hop Family, Andy Herr, and our five anonymous donors. In addition to sponsorships, advertising, and donations, you can also help out the program by visiting BulldogHour.com. I would also encourage everyone to subscribe to the show and the Wilson Football accounts across social media, especially on YouTube. You can find Wilson Bulldogs Football on there. Subscribe. Hit the the notifications so you can always find out when we're alive for any show whether it's Bulldog Hour or something else Wilson football related and also check out your podcatchers if you listen to the show after the fact audio only make sure you subscribe and rate and review on platforms that allow that I know for certain Apple podcast does and we're also on Spotify and a variety of other platforms as well.
0: And then of course Justin's favorite. Yeah, like and share helps spread the word. Um like you said and we we talked about this earlier this week. Um we both got a lot of feedback from last week's show uh having um Mike and Jeff on uh gave us a lot of feedback. That, that was that was really cool. Um so yeah, Mike having Mike and Jeff on leading into the township game playoff talk. There was lots of feedback that we got from uh, people. So that was pretty cool.
1: Oh, yeah. People love listening to that show. They like to get the discussion from Mike and Jeff. I love having guests on the show. And I would, uh, hopefully, we'll have one more on during this, uh, the, the latter part of season yeah, nine. Yeah, hopefully, here.
0: we have a lot of shows left. I, here, I so. do. We
1: always want to get to 20. That's the goal. We're at 15 right now. Dang. So got a hopefully a four or five left in us here. But, um, Yeah, Jeff and Mike were great last week. We'll reach out to some other people, see if we can get uh, them on the show here in the coming weeks. We will not have a show next week. There is a bye next week for all of the 6A teams in District 3. So no one has a game next week. We will be back in two weeks to recap Wilson's game against Cumberland Valley and then preview the District 3 6A semifinals here in 2023. So we'll be back here live on Sunday, November 12th at 8.30. And I I think – um, I'm, I'm gonna put up the schedule, Justin, but like, that schedule's done and over with because I only put up the regular season information. Yeah. So I do, I do like the graphic though. So I like to put it up there. I like the graphic. Uh, so those, those ten, done, over with. We're moving on. I feel like I need to address one thing, though, Justin, and that is the way that people get into the playoff game.
0: Oh, yeah. This is a huge deal I was actually thinking, I didn't want to jump ahead on you because I I knew you were going to bring this up. Yeah, let's cover this now. But I thought about it when you were saying that they can follow all of the football account socials uh, to get information about just the program in general, including how you will need to uh, pay and access your tickets for admission to the playoff game in what is that like 10 days or ish right, right, right. Um, for on Friday the 10th. Is that
1: Friday the 10th? Yeah. yeah Friday. On Friday
0: the 10th, um, all district three um, like playoff games for multiple sports, football, field hockey, uh, boys and girls, soccer, volleyball, cross country, all of that stuff, all of the ticketing for that is digital online and online only. There is right. no show up, you know, ticket seller in the booth. You know, not happen. No, there may be a ticket seller in a booth who is scanning your QR code from the ticket that you have on your phone right. or that you have printed off if if you really want to. But um, I I did this for the girls' soccer game on Tuesday. Yes, Tuesday was the girls' soccer game. Um, I bought the tickets on my phone. It's easy. They email you just get it done. almost immediately. You get an email, and that email will have a PDF attachment.
1: Can you save it to your phone, like the wallet app or anything? Or is it I don't just-
0: think so because it is It is truly like a PDF. Um, I, I did not see that option pop up right away okay. because it is a PDF that you can easily print out. Like if you're doing this from like a, a computer or something that is has access to a printer, you could print it out if you wanted to because it is in like print format. It's not like... Penn state tickets or Phillies tickets or something where it is purely a digital ticket. This is just a digital copy of a hard copy of a ticket. Okay. Um, I'd say, I say old school, it's not really old school. This is just, but like, you know how, like before we had the digital tickets that are purely on your phone, Mm -hmm. like through apps and stuff, how you would just get the email, like PDF version. This is, this is that, um, And it is, in my opinion, it is kind of a pain because you have to. I zoom in a little bit, you know, I pinch on the phone, get the QR code, and then you got to swipe down to the next one. You know, you're know, you like swiping through the pages of the PDF to get to the next one to get to the next one because so I had three on my phone. We'll
1: live demo this, Justin. If you'll get out your credit card and, and yeah. verbally tell me <laughs> yeah, your yeah, credit exactly. card numbers. <laughs> exactly. uh, no, but I will. If you're watching this live, I have the website up on the screen, and I'm going to click through it just to, sh- to show everyone what to do. But the, I also added the website link here. Right. Obviously, you can't click on it, but
0: you can see it and copy it down. And, and it is it is hyperlinked on the Wilson School District athletics page. On the athletics homepage, there is a link that you can click on the hyperlink to to this uh, to this site.
1: And I also included it on two posts today already, Perfect. and obviously I will post it again at least once more this week and next week. Yeah, to make sure everyone knows. And
0: you can do it the day of the game. Like you, this isn't you like can advance. You can do it walking off. from your car into the right. stadium. That's not how my personality works. I, I would. Road. I need to do
1: this ahead of time. Right. Like- <laughs> so, um, if you're watching us live, I'm on the piwd a d three part of hometownticketing.com. I clicked on football, and now you can click your event. And obviously now, because six a has a buy, our game is lower down. You can see Friday, November 10th, six a football. We are right here, the second second option at the moment. Six a football, Cumberland Valley versus Wilson. All you got to do is click on get tickets. You just increase the number that you would like to buy, and everyone needs a ticket. Uh, they're all $6 for the first two rounds. I believe they're $8 for the championship so. yeah. game. Once you have the quantity you want, you hit checkout, and then you go through and autofill um, the stuff out, and there's options here about express checkout. And, you know, you can worry about all that stuff uh, yourself, but I just right. wanted to make sure that everyone understood
0: And and again, this is what you have to do, right? It's not my favorite, but it, it, it worked seamlessly for me, but I was prepared going in. I know that there were some people who were not prepared going in and it was a little more difficult because they're there trying to do it on the spot. It's not fun. Um, And you're feeling rushed, you know, trying to get in. I would suggest buying them ahead of time and not waiting till you're there. I would highly suggest. And then what I did is I pulled the email up and had it pulled up on my phone already. You know, like I had the PDF from the email pulled up already. Um, I would imagine it's something that you could, you can save files to your, you know, to uh, your phone and things like that. And it, I don't think it would necessarily appear in the like Apple wallet app or things like that, but right. um, because I don't think it's that level of a ticket, uh, but yeah, plan ahead. For that, um, And it it's not truly that there aren't tickets at the door or at the gate. That's not really accurate. You just, you have to use this to, um, like I, I would, I would definitely plan ahead and try to have, um, try and have it like situated on your phone 100%. before you're in line to, right. to go in. Um, now, I also said this to you and I hope I am not jinxing it, but if there is a facility that should be well-prepared to handle the processing of these tickets, like at the gate, it should be Cumberland Valley, uh, which is the host site for the PIAA championships in a few sports, including football. So, um, from their end, I anticipate them knowing what they're doing. Um, And so I hope we can help get the word out there quickly so that, you know, people can also have time to figure it out and get their stuff ready so that hopefully it goes seamlessly for everyone.
1: Yes. That is the hope. So um, don't say you didn't know because you've now heard us talk about it for five minutes here. And,
0: and honestly to kind of tie into the like and share, share this, let people know, let people know so that they can take care of this ahead of time, whether it's students, um whether it's um yourself whether it's grandparents um let's let's try and let's try and uh spread the word on that and honestly help people out so if there's somebody who you know is it's going gonna, to have trouble with this yes help them out let them know help sooner them than out. later right even it can be anything you can help them go through the process you could have them pay you cash if like let's say you have a printer for example or have access to a printer maybe they pay you but like you print off their ticket for that like whatever help looks like in that situation help them figure out a way uh, to get their ticketing situation squared away and uh, so that it can be um, again seamless for everyone
1: definitely and uh, like I said I will post reminders for that at least two more times. No. Uh, honestly, probably more like three, four, five more times because we have two weeks. Oh ten, yeah, yeah, ten yeah, days. Yeah. You know, it, it'll it'll definitely be in a multiple post leading up. But take care of that now. Um, before we get to the township recap and the Cumberland Valley preview, um, I know Barry, you're asking about hurdling interpretation because <laughs> Coach Dom's was very livid about that, and apparently the uh, fans also were pretty mad uh, about the blocked extra point near the end of the game. I tried to pull up the PIWA rulebook, which I believe is just the NFHS football rulebook, and they do not have a very user-friendly site to find out things quickly, so I couldn't pull that up, and I would say, I don't know. Also, it doesn't matter, because that game is over, uh, so there's no, no real reason to focus on what happened and what was or wasn't called, because it's not going to change anything. Uh, going forward, if you really want to know, we can figure that out, but I do not have the time because of the, the lack of a proper search and search function and user interface yeah, on the NFHS yeah, site. It's not,
0: I've tried to use it before for yeah. other stuff. It's not Well, I've, convenient. I've, I,
1: I should find a digital copy of the most recent and save it so I can have quick access to it because I've actually... Basically, every time we have a rain delay, something has come up about – Yes, that's true. And I'm there trying to Google and pull it up for Coach Doms, uh, and it it has per- been fruitless, <laughs> my, my endeavor, because it's not readily available. It's not easily accessible, which is a problem. So I do not know the rule. Uh, I do believe that the official statement from the officials – when Coach Doms was arguing his case, was that he never left the ground, I believe is what they said. Yeah, I think that they said he went right through the line. He went through the line without leaving the ground. So that is what they said. It may not be what anyone saw except the people wearing black and white, but that's that's all I was told. I, did not see, I was not actively looking at that. I saw the kick block, but I'm trying to take a picture of Ben kicking <laughs> the ball so I didn't see what was happening at the line. So I have no... I, and
0: I didn't. I didn't. Yeah, look at I, I know. Either, I know so. you didn't see it because you would text me like, "What happened there?" Yeah. Like, so.
1: so unfortunately, no. I don't have a, a clarification on uh, the hurdling. And obviously, we know last year in our game against Hempfield, we were called for a, a few issues on PATs, uh, or we did not have them called again when we were attempting a kick. Um, so I know it's a frustrating part. We were actually told in our middle school games. That there is no such rule about protecting the center, yeah, the snapper, yeah, which we find mind boggling because then many people have told us incorrectly about lining up and touching the pretty snapper. much
0: everyone else has so, told us the opposite
1: and those are kind of they kind of go hand in hand there hurling right. and and the snapper, so you know. I I have to find that NFHS rule book eventually for for the current football rules. The only things I found was the points of emphasis this year and some minor changes, none of which were involving kicks and hurdling and and snappers. So uh, that's that's off-season work right there. So maybe we'll have that ready for Season 10 next year, but we can't talk about it now because we got to talk about wilson Manheim Township, Game 10, end of the regular season. The Bulldogs end up losing to the Blue Streaks. Was it 40, 49 34? Yeah, so a 15 point loss. It's disappointing, but this team was absolutely obliterating people.
0: Everyone, I don't all think year they long. hadn't given up a point in like October,
1: right? They had three straight shutouts, I believe. The most points they had given up all year was 28. I kept forgetting about the, that. Springford had put up that many, and I don't know how many. It, it, when Springfield got to 28, and if it was, you know, when the game was still in question, all the other games that they held their opponent to six, seven, or like Justin said, zero. So when Wilson kept scoring and kept pace since midway through the second period, the game was tied, essentially, other than the extra point, I guess would be the difference. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, things started sluggish, slow, especially defensively. Gave up three touchdowns by the midway through the to the second quarter. And then all of a sudden the Wilson offense was able to open up. They got that score before half. Unfortunately, Township went right down the field and scored again to make it 28 to 7 at halftime. But then in the second half, the team just kept fighting. It was really tough to slow down the blue streaks, and we knew that going in of how talented Hayden Johnson, Landon Kennel, Asher Wolf, uh Declan Clancy, and, and the Attitude and demeanor of their line in in blocking in the trenches. We knew it was going to be a fight and we just broke too many times. I think we forced one punt the whole game and that punt didn't even get, they didn't even kick the punt because we blew through their line coverage and they just decided to go down we're going to make you beat us. We'll give up this instead of getting the punt blocked. We're just going to say, you know, we give up and that's what happened. They didn't attempt to punt the rest of the game. Now they also converted a lot of those fourth down. So it didn't matter, but there was definitely, at least it felt like there was some unease with man on township, at least defensively for them right. because they weren't able to stop us. Now, you know, they, I'm sure they'll, they have reasons for that, but, the la- the second half, offensively, special teams. I-, I thought it went really well.
0: Yeah, I honestly thought we adjusted on the fly. Um, the way the game started, I didn't know how that was going to go. Uh, so, um, yes, thank
1: you. Chase Parsons is the one that that uh, that um, forced the, the the stop the pun
0: right. Oh. I I it may have been yeah. it may have been. So uh, uh yeah great uh,
1: um it was a really really great punt. Yeah. Punt formation like the way that they moved things around yes. and found mismatches and had yeah. people break through the line
0: and uh yeah, it was a it was a great scheme and they executed it to perfection. Right. Um but yeah, I I thought the adjustments that were made, the the things that were going I I I liked it. I I thought it it was good. I I know I kind of like go back and forth because like, you know, I know, and I I said this to you then, like our goal isn't to be close. You know, like I know that's not the ultimate goal, but I felt like I left that game encouraged that this team can do the things they need to do to win more football games this year, right? Um, And like, all right, we're at a point where all the games are going to be tough now. You know, like it's not, there's no, Oh, we've got a cakewalk and that's not happening anymore. Um, no, every you know, game's going to right. Be We're at that point where every game is going to be tough. So because of that, seeing for me, seeing the things that I felt like put that I would need to see in order for us to win more football games this year, I feel like I saw a lot of those things on Friday night. Now, Unfortunately, we were playing one of the best teams we're going to play all year. You know, like I feel like we played well enough on Friday night to beat eight of the teams on our schedule. You know what I mean? Like, right? Yeah. Like I think you're right. Roman and and Township were the two that that aren't that where it wasn't going to get it done. Um, and but I feel like if we play the way we did it on Friday night, I feel like we beat the other eight teams on, on the schedule. Unfortunately, we were going against one of those two other games. Like, however, I, again, I feel like it was a step in the right direction. I know it wasn't a perfect game. And I know there were lots of us, including us who were like, it's going to take a perfect game. Well, you know what? It might, it might take a perfect game. And, and we didn't quite have that perfect game, but I feel like we did lots of things. Um,
1: yeah, I feel like enough. That was made me done. feel like
0: we can play closer to that perfect game. Cause in reality, because we, we say perfect game. In reality, no one's no playing a perfect play game. You, you're not going to go out there and win a hundred plus plays. Like it, it's not, it's not going to happen. Right. What you need to do is win enough of the big ones. <laughs> um and rebound well. And this is this is the key to me. Rebound well from the ones that don't go right. 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 And maybe the first 10 minutes of the game. I don't want to say we didn't re- respond got but like we got punched in the mouth in the first 10 minutes of the game. Then after that we responded really well. Uh we responded really well and that's what I'm I think And since
1: at least the Springfield game and again I don't know exactly know, how close that was. I know the final was what 63-28. I, I don't think it was that close. Township hadn't been punched in the mouth at least since then, which was what no. week
0: what what week 2 or 3. No. They didn't they hadn't played anyone that could so hang with them at all.
1: For, if there's a next time, and there's possibility. Honestly, there's only one game in between now and when that would be. If Wilson beats on Valley and if on Township beats York William Penn, Wilson and Manheim Township will play in the second round in the district semifinals, which would be November 17th. So that, there is an opportunity on the horizon, and obviously at, at no point am I saying we need to look forward to that game because all I care about right now is the Eagles. But as we've discussed since the game and as was said post-game, there is a blueprint there that they now have, and some sports cliches or football cliches also prove true, which we failed at. We weren't able to get off the field defensively, so we have to be better on third and fourth down. You have to force them to punt. You have to force them to be uncomfortable. By and large, that didn't happen at all. So that's one area that you look at. We have to improve there. Can we? I hope so. It's not a given because the township offense is such quick hit and still can be big play that it's tough.
0: It was 42-14 at half, if what I'm reading is correct. At spring forward. Okay. Um and then Springford outscored them fourteen seven in the third quarter, but got outscored fourteen nothing in the fourth quarter.
1: Okay, so they probably played most of that game, if not all of it. Uh, so, so, so then we yeah. were the biggest test since then because they had breezed through the rest of the games.
0: But, but if they scored first in the second half, they would have put the mercy rule in,
1: and maybe they didn't.
0: Oh, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. know. I don't know. But I don't anyways, know. Yes.
1: Uh The other thing is, we lost the turnover battle. Now I believe it was only 1 to 0. It was. But you can't lose the turnover battle right. if you want to win, especially against well, and, great teams. and
0: the way the game ended up going. Now it wasn't this way at that point, but the way the game ended up going was like a neither team was stopping the other team.
1: Right. Whoever has the ball last essentially
0: or, turns into a, a possibly a 14-point swing. Now again, that's revisionist. Right. Completely. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of things going on, right. a lot of moving parts.
0: Assuming we score is is a big assumption, right. and assuming we stop them from scoring is also a big um, assumption, even so larger like, assumption. Right, right. So, so the,
1: my my third the, my third point about should these teams meet again is, and this relates back to number one about not being able to get off the field, failing on third and fourth downs, not getting a stop. You have to tackle better. Yeah. How many times was Clancy or Johnson at, I mean, there wasn't enough pressure on Johnson, but when the pressure was there on a we few did, times, right. he slipped away. Right. And one time I think he threw a touchdown. He
0: did their second touchdown. I think that was, was that their the second kennel? touchdown. Was that I the one so. that kennel? I, I think down by the field house corner there. It might've yeah. been the third, but I think that was their second touchdown. So
1: I, I honestly, despite the loss, and I don't want the people to be like, you're wearing your Wilson glasses. I I don't think that's what this the is. The name of the show
0: is the bulldog hour. Well,
1: also that, <laughs> but I 100% believe that they can compete with that team. I mean, they already showed them competing with it. If you're able to do it for four quarters, will you win? Not a guarantee. No. And I would say it's unlikely. But is there a chance? Have you ever seen Little Giants? (laughs) It just takes one out of 100 tries. (laughs) Will we have a second shot? We're not going to get 100 shots. But will you get a second shot? Possibly.
0: But you got to handle your business to get there.
1: Absolutely. And that requires beating Cumberland Valley at home. Right which uh, I don't think Wilson's had to do since 2011. They did it then. They did it then. We wouldn't know. We weren't there. Uh, Long-time watchers of the Bulldog are understand all that. But I want to look at some of the stats here from the game, Uh, and mostly Manheim Township first because uh, Clancy, the running back, 22 carries, 145 yards and a touchdown. Uh, he was a brute tough to bring down. Yeah, he was, um, had a lot I honestly didn't realize he had rushed for that many yards.
0: Yeah. How many, how many attempts? 22. Yeah. See, that's higher than I would have thought, but he was, he was very effective. So only he and Johnson carried
1: the ball. They have a team rush in there that might've been off of a fumble or something. I'm not Um, sure.
0: Did they down it at the end? possibly that's that's what that, that yeah, okay. so that's
1: what that is okay so only the running back starting running back starting quarterback rushed the ball they rushed for a total of 186 yards and two
0: touchdowns uh
1: johnson was 22 of 26 for 272 yards and five touchdowns
0: which put him at 40 for 40. the year and zero interceptions
1: not only that the team itself only committed two turnovers in 10 games
0: that's that's crazy. That's how you win a lot of football games. That's crazy.
1: The other thing and this is the one that really stuck out to me is I know the team wanted to limit what Kennel was going to do because he's one I mean he's one of their best players. It's right. tough with with the but guys they, they have out they've there. They've got guys everywhere. But even us trying to limit what he did and we sort of did and if we kept it at the end zone I would say it was a success. Unfortunately, he did get the one score. He only had 4 catches, 52 yards, one touchdown. But Basically, everyone was that. There was, they was a clone of each other. Right. Because uh, Haberbosch had five for 34. Asher Wolf had four for 66. Clancy had four for 26 and a touchdown. Uh, Vasquez had three for 58 and two touchdowns. And then Palumbo had two for 36 and a score. So Johnson was just able to throw it wherever if his first read's gone, on to two. Second read's gone, on to three. Third read's gone, on to four, because we couldn't get pressure. Right. He a, a quarterback that's that quick, that accurate, and then can read as well. If you're not pressuring him, you're done. Right. Uh, and and he was able to be the distributor and uh, the the big play guy. Um, honestly, I, I think maybe that they didn't have a touchdown over 40 yards. Like the long, the longest completed pass was 36. Uh, I think that may no, that was one to Asher Wolf. So none of their touchdowns were big play touchdowns, at least in the passing game. And actually uh Clancy had a one rush that went 23. So not huge plays. Right. This was done methodically, moving down the field, finding giving what the defense was letting them get. Right. And because of the talent across the board, you couldn't stop everyone all at once. And that's why they only punted once, and it didn't even really make much of a difference uh, to them. They didn't care that they didn't get the punt off. Um, so that's it. That's all for tangible Let's get to Wilson. Um, I think the biggest thing from the Bulldogs that stands out statistically is that there were only – three rushing attempts by a running back in the game. Yeah. Uh, The majority of them went to quarterback Tommy Hunsaker, either by design or via scrambling. He ended up with 20 rushes, gaining 91, but losing 30 as a result of uh, tackles for losses and sacks. So he netted 61 uh, on his rushes. Maddox had two carries for 15 yards and the running back. I mentioned Corral Akings, had three for five, but he did get in the end zone. Uh, for a touchdown in this game. Passing, Tommy Hunsiger, once again, a very good game. Started out slowly with the entire offense, but really, really played quite well from his quarterback spot. 22 of 29, 169 yards, three touchdowns. He was unfortunately sacked four times in the game. Maddox Gruber was his favorite target. He had eight catches for 74 yards and two touchdowns. Jackson Wagner was next up with six for 46. Edison Case had four for 66 yards, including a touchdown reception from Maddox Gruber on a beautiful yes. trick play, which is up for uh, 69 News big ticket triple, triple, hot. Pl- triple hot play of the week. That voting is still ongoing. So ch- check out 69news.com WFMZ and vote for Maddox to Edison on the trick play. Trick play and uh, get Wilson. Would that be our third triple hot play of the week I it win? might be. I
0: think it might be. I yeah. know
1: Tommy won back in week two.
0: And did Maddox win for uh, the I was one handed catch? Did
1: Maddox get the one handy catch one too? I think so, but I don't know. So uh, go and vote for our Bulldogs there. And uh, defensively, uh, it was the uh the Christo Hunsaker show this week. He ended up with seven tackles, two for a loss. Uh Maddox Gruber, Nick Fury, and Adam Woods also contributing six tackles apiece. Yeah, it was good
0: having Nick back this week.
1: It was nice to see Nick back. He had missed uh three games with the illness. Um, Edison had a, a breakup from his safety spot. We also got tackles for loss from Jack Dendle, Chase Parsons, and Logan. Kurzweg, that chase one is the, uh, the, yeah, the, the punt. The punt. Yeah, there so, is. Yep. uh, nice to see, see special teams stepping up and chase Parsons having his moment there on the field Friday night. Uh, when all of a sudden done, Justin, um, like always player of the game here, uh, you could have gone with quarterback, Tommy Huntsinger. Uh, another great game, uh, all around. And I, I posted that he's moving up the Wilson record book. He's, uh, in firmly in the top five in most of the major categories, both, uh, single season wise. Uh, he has a chance to continue to climb single season and career and pass some pretty big names, including assistant coach, Chad Henney uh, for single season passing and single season touchdowns. Hopefully
0: he has a few games to get there, right? He, I, at great.
1: least one. I hope he has a big game there and exactly. it leads to a game two and uh, be great to have a big one in, in game two as well. So, uh, but we didn't go with Tommy this week. And I just mentioned uh, a bunch of a uh, bunch of defenders flying around to the ball. But I, I think because of the, the way the offense went and the flashiness there, we're going to go and give a, a second player of the game award for this year to junior wide receiver defensive back Maddox Gruber. I don't even have his defensive stats listed there on his player of the game portion because most people are remembering him for that the trickeration uh, Gruber to case for the touchdown. He also had the eight catches, 75, 74 yards, two touchdowns, two carries. And then I mentioned six tackles on defense. So Maddox was all over the place, making he was himself everywhere. known, uh, and his speed kind of, uh, gave township a little bit of, a of yeah. an issue at times. Yeah. So he was slippery, able to evade some tacklers, get behind some defenders. And if, uh, Wilson wants to keep, uh, Playing into November, deeper into November, we're going to need to see that happen against Cumberland Valley on Friday, November 10th.
0: Absolutely. So a
1: great game from the junior wide receiver defensive back, Maddox Gruber, and uh congratulations to uh, all the players I mentioned. A lot of great individual performances, Uh, but everyone's going to have to be at the top of their game, Justin, in order for Wilson to see a 12th game yeah. in a few weeks. All right, so uh, I'll check. Let me check the... uh all right. So we do have a couple questions here. Uh yeah, you know, Thomas Deeds, hey, we, we got to meet Thomas yeah, at the Macassi Yeah, that game. was awesome. He came over and said hi to us. Appreciate that. Uh and he's he's right. They never gave up. They fought till the very end. Exactly. Which is something that you and I are always looking for yes. in the teams, especially yes. when you're going into a game as an underdog. Right. And you they got punched in the mouth right. pretty so, quickly. So
0: you're going into a game where you know this team has blown out everyone and been giving putting up shutouts for a month now been blowing everyone out all year and been putting up shutouts for a month and you go down early, a lot of teams would have packed it in then. And we did not. Did we not, did the no. exact opposite, well, which is a huge, a huge positive. And honestly, when they scored to
1: cut it to twenty one to seven with a minute to play until halftime. And then Township drives down the field at 45 seconds and scores to make it twenty eight to seven, they could have gone in the halftime and be like even when we're at our best we still can't stop them. What's the point? That could have been the mentality, yeah. but it wasn't because the second half was an evenly fought game uh, with two offenses just looking great. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, absolutely, Thomas. Uh, they never gave up and fought till the very end, which is what we always want to see in every single game, especially when you're the underdog and you're trying to tackle a, an opponent like that. Uh, Playoffs start in 6A uh, in District 3, not this Friday, but the following Friday, which is Friday, November 10th, Wilson will travel to Cumberland Valley. Uh, the other uh, classifications in District 3, I believe, start this coming they Friday. They do. Saturday. Some teams
0: have buys. Like, Y Missing has right, a buy. But they those were are able actual, to move up to one.
1: But the other teams in that yes. classification yes. are playing. Yes, there are a few other games. Buys for Exeter top plays
0: this week, I believe. Like So there are, there are Burks County teams in action this week if you want to uh, go out and find a game to kind of – figure out where you want to go. I believe Exeter is away actually though. They're yes, at Lower Dolphins. So that are. may not be the one you want to go to. Yeah. That's a bit of a maybe drive. Not, maybe not. But you could probably find some games. Uh you could you could even uh practice uh, the ticketing uh right, situation yeah. to get <laughs> there you, go. you know if you if you want to go through it and give it a dry run, uh you could you could do that before uh uh Wilson's game next week on the tenth. Uh no the tenth is a Friday. November
1: 10th is a Friday. That is Wilson's next game against Cumberland Valley at Cumberland Valley. Friday, November 10th uh, is the next game. There are games in 1A through 5A in District 3 this Friday the 3rd or Saturday the 4th. But the 6A teams, the eight teams that made 6A field, those four games are not being played until Friday, November 10th or Saturday, November 11th. Uh, another question here. I believe this is also from Barry. Talks about because of Township's high-powered offense, uh, should we have should we have wanted the ball and gone down the field, or t- tried to go down the field immediately?
0: <laughs> I mean, I I feel like looking, and you're like, if if you knew we were going to score right away, uh, possibly, but like you don't know that. I personally, I. Always want the ball to start in the second half. Oh, me like, too. I always I, I even agree. even if I have the most high powered offense, I want the ball to start the second half because I've got a chance to double up at halftime. And yeah, I, I want the ball to start I also the second feel
1: half. I've ha- and this, this is may not be Wilson related. This may be college, like high-level college, lower level college, other high school. I feel like I've heard a coach say that a team taking the ball on the coin toss is a motivating factor because right. they think they so if they win the toss but elect to receive, right. that's seen as almost like a diss. Right. So I, I don't, I don't know if oh, like, like a lot Matt, of coaches Matt Hasselbeck, that. we're going to take the ball and we're going to score. Gonna score. And they, uh, but, and they, and they didn't, there was a uh, score. It was not <laughs> by them. So, and again, that was not from coach Dom's mouth. This is not me speaking from a Wilson perspective. I don't remember where I've heard that, but I've heard someone say that before. They want the ball. They think they're going to score first.
0: I can, I can see that. I can um, see that. Of course, that. every little slight. It can right, be used right, as a motivating right, factor. Right. So, like, Oh, they don't want the ball. They're afraid of us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure sure
1: all that stuff all that coach speak so uh i don't i don't see i don't see wilson changing their coin toss and possession rules based on the opponent across from them i i feel like yeah i think i think they game. wanted
0: the ball to start the second second yeah. half so right. if they won
1: the toss they probably deferred yeah That's pretty much the only way you're going to get the ball
0: yeah. in the second half yeah
1: so all right justin let's move on quickly and talk about the playoffs here we know Wilson's going to Cumberland Valley on Friday, November tenth for the quarterfinals in 2023, District Three Six A playoffs. Uh the Eagles are it's been some time. They they took a few years to get rolling again. But Cumberland Valley is historically honestly the best team in District Three at the highest classification. Um they have been the best. They have, I believe, the most Appearances, most wins, possibly the most championships as well. Um, I haven't looked at the the D3 stats recently, but I believe all three of them, uh, all three of those main categories there all belong to the Cumberland Valley Eagles. Uh, so
0: just a quick side note, do they have a 6A championship?
1: Um, did they beat Central Dolphin in that crazy Overtime. Oh, that was before six A though. That was twenty fifteen, because we we won the first six A championship twenty sixteen. I don't know. Township won it in seventeen. Harrisburg won it in. Didn't did Harrisburg win it? Eighteen and nineteen. Twenty was Central York. Twenty one and twenty two was Harrisburg. So So no, Cumberland Valley doesn't have a six A championship yet. And Wilson hasn't gotten one since the first one in 2016. Right, right. Um, but Come On Valley is a historically incredibly oh, strong in, program,
0: insanely strong. Like they're up there with with the best.
1: And you mentioned, or you heard us mention that they started the season slowly. Now it's because the opponents they were playing were really yeah. good.
0: Yeah, you want to dive it, do a deep dive into power rankings. This is this is how you help your opponents why, uh, winning percentage. This is though. why
1: CV is in front of us at six and four. Right. They opened the season at Mannheim Township, lost thirty five to six, and I believe that was thirty five to. It was thirty five nothing 35-0 with a few minutes left near in the, the game. end yep. of the game. They then lost at home to Central York, fourteen nothing. Central York undefeated. Yeah. In the wire. Y- so Y-A. the
0: first two teams they played. Have undefeated. a combined zero losses. Zero losses.
1: <laughs> oh, and then they played Springford, whose only losses in the pack championship game by one point to Pope John Paul, who's also undefeated. So Springfield went nine and one.
0: No. Springfield lost to Township.
1: You're right, you're right. I forgot. They lost <laughs> right. to Township too. Springfield went eight and two.
0: With their only losses the, being to two undefeated teams. Two
1: undefeated teams. <laughs> teams, yes. And I honestly I don't know. I think it did. I didn't I didn't check that in the, the power rank because I was questioning the because that opponent wasn't determined earlier, it was determined later, did that game still count in the power ratings? But because it was scheduled before the power rating cutoff, I believe that game still did count. But there are games that happened in Philadelphia, I believe the public league or city league this week, that were playoff games. I don't believe those playoff games count towards power ratings.
0: I think you're correct. Okay. I think because, and that is, it's weird in football because we're not used to it, but that happens in basketball all the time. So for example, um, the, the cut off, County playoffs The Berks count. County playoff games sometimes start before the district power ranking, like cutoff is, and so, yeah. Wilson, for example, may play the first round of the BCIAA playoffs, but that's not factoring <laughs> into count. their district. Yeah, but if they were to play a regular season game after that, there would be a weird scheduling thing. But they could do it. Um, that could. That would count, but the game before it wouldn't. Like, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, it is weird. weird. And uh, you see it a lot in the other sports. You don't really see it in football. No,
1: often. right. I think only in maybe some areas of the Whippeal or down in Philly where right. those playoffs start earlier in, in week 9 or 10, that yeah. those games don't count. And obviously the games that people have scheduled for Thanksgiving also do it's not kind count of, in the power It's ratings. kind of
0: surprising to me that Whippeal doesn't use a power ranking system.
1: I honestly don't know how they – they decide.
0: I, I just know that there was some contention in the 5A field because you have like... Was eight, that
1: where the Upper St. Clair didn't eight, make it? Eight
0: and two, Upper St. Clair didn't get in, but that's because they finished fourth in their division. So, like, they don't get in. They it's they lost on the second tiebreaker. Ouch. Like, there are like tiebreaker situations. So, they have it mapped out. It's not like a selection committee necessarily. Well, but, yeah. It's our just, only
1: state championship game losses to them, so I don't... I,
0: I knew. I, I knew where you... <laughs>
1: I don't feel bad, you know, <laughs> and, what, 34 years later or yeah. whatever it is.
0: Yeah, um, you, the optimist, are uh, <laughs> right. not hanging on to that one not, at all, right? No,
1: not at all. Uh, so anyways, Cumberland Valley started 0-3. They then beat Central Dolphin East in Harrisburg in overtime, 31-24, then got beat up by Harrisburg the next week uh, at home, at, at Cumberland Valley, 42-7. to Then – Come on Valley reeled off 5 straight victories to go from 1 and 4 and out of the playoffs
0: right. to 6 and 4 and the 4 seed. And but, they weren't just nobodies. They no, beat so some good teams They here. beat
1: Chambersburg first 35 to 20. Yeah. Then they shocked Central Dolphin who had been rolling and looking pretty good. Right. They beat them 19-14 and then they they beat up on Carlisle on the road 30 to 8 before This one really shocked me. Yeah. They went to they no, they hosted State College and beat State College 17 to 10. So Cumberland Valley earned it and they finished with what could have been a trap game. You you look at those transitive things though.
0: Like State College State College beat Central Dolphin handily, I believe. Yes, they
1: well, 31 to 13. Okay. And it was at Central Dolphin. But they
0: lost big to Harrisburg. 20 to nothing. And they lost they want to say handily, but they they lost us Cumberland, or Cumberland Valley, you know,
1: seventeen to ten decidedly. <laughs> um, yeah, the, the state college finished seven and three with losses to Downingtown East, who I think is, was is a undefeated this yeah. year. Uh, Harrisburg, who is only losses to Manheim Township, and then Cumberland Valley, which I think is the biggest surprise. But Cumberland Valley found another gear and hit their stride for yes, sure, they did. reeling off five straight wins. Uh, three of which were on the road at Chambersburg, at Carlisle, at Eltoona. So, uh, but these Eagles are not the Eagles from the last time we played them. Which no. was it? That district championship game in
0: 2016.
1: The Have famous, we them? the famous,
0: figure out who the you're going to interview. The uh, famous,
1: the famous optimist Justin Rapoff coming down <laughs> at halftime to me to say, "Who are we interviewing after we win this game?" As we were down 14 <laughs> nothing and did not look good. Did not look good at all. Uh, but you were right. Uh, Wilson the won that. The epitome of never a doubt, my friend. Never a doubt, yeah. A yeah. Um, but this is not the same Cumberland Valley team no. from then. Uh, Very different style. This is not a big boy ground and pound type of situation with Charlie Catcher. That's who was on that yeah. team, the big, big player there. Uh, Coach Oswalt leads them now. Uh, I, I want to say, is this his fourth year? Fourth or fifth. I feel
0: like it is. He's been there a
1: while now. He's a a CV grad. CV guy. Coming home, he left Central York. Yeah. Came here to Cumberland Valley, and it took some time for them to to get rolling. But, I mean, certainly the way this season is ending, uh, things are looking much
0: better. Ending with a top-four seed where you are hosting a playoff game, he's got it going in the right direction.
1: Yeah, he does for sure. Um, I'm trying to pull up their pass. And and
0: to be honest— not easy to do in that mid-pen conference, right? <laughs> you know, like, well, no, well,
1: not the competition they have, <laughs> right? You know? Um, so, uh, Come on Valley made the playoffs last year, um, narrowly pulled off an upset against Manhattan yeah. Township, yeah, lost 31 to 37. Um, they finished seven and three a year ago, and that almost not quite the inverse of what they did this year last year, but last year they beat mannheim township to start the year they beat central york to start the year they beat springford to start the year um they did lose to harrisburg they then lost to carlisle which i think that was uh that was a surprise that was a, an unfortunate loss for them they lost to state college pretty big um so last year they started strong but kind of ended with a whimper yeah, yeah um this year is the exact opposite uh, but they had been struggling for a few years under uh Coach Oldswall after he, you know, was trying to change what they were about. Um they were five and five, I think. Was it five and five? Yeah, five and five in twenty twenty one. Um didn't quite have enough to make the playoff field then in the abbreviated twenty twenty season, um, they were three and five. Um, but again, finishing with, with two wins at the end of the year, uh, including one ran, you know, they let people schedule games late and into the playoffs that year because things got started late, especially in the mid pen. Um, but it's been a few years since Cumberland Valley uh, has been this high in, in yeah. the power ratings and entering the playoffs. Uh, they get to host a game, uh, which is uh which is big, you know. I know everyone was hoping that we get one more shot at uh, at Gersky, but uh, it didn't happen. We we'll get to go to Cumberland Valley uh, when they're renovated facilities, which I have not seen yet.
0: I have not either. I told you I've been there a lot, not for a long time, but I've been there a lot. Um, have
1: you watched the football game?
0: There? I've n- I, not that I'm aware of. I've never been. And I was actually talking to my parents about this before because the only other time, like, so when we lived in Columbia, we would see some places because of like district games, but not like it had to be like a district championship game. Cause the district three, like one or two, a, um, championship wasn't, always at Hershey, like it, it would be right. somewhere else. So like when Columbia won the district title, it was at, it was at Middletown, I believe. Okay. So like, uh, but like, I, I don't know that I've ever seen a football game there. I've parked near the football stadium a ton of times because it's right by the natatorium. But uh, yeah. So I have,
1: but not in the new one. Right. I was on the team uh, losing to them my sophomore year, uh, which I vividly remember. Cause I forgot my spikes didn't matter at all i was not going to see so, the field in any capacity so, so natalie comes by so, naturally. <laughs> yes natalie uh, knows my my pain um but that was the end of that season we finished nine and two it was my cousin's last game he was a senior that year uh lost to them i think it was like 21 to seven or something like that uh yes exactly it's right there in front of me Four a sem- semi-final uh 21 to seven uh on, valley's gotten the best of wilson many times um However, we have not played them since the championship in 2016. And that was a come from behind 28 to 14 I, win for I Wilson. I distinctly
0: remember them being like, all right, Isaiah Gilmore. I think, was that sophomore Isaiah Gilmore? It, yes, it was. Sophomore Isaiah Gilmore. Go out there and guard the Penn State the, recruit. The Penn State recruit, We're yeah. putting you on an island. I, and he uh, held his own, which was... He uh, did.
1: I, I actually think he may have exited that game with a concussion. Or or neck, you know, neck head yes, injury yes, type he, thing. Yes. Yes. Um yes. Isaiah Gilmore still playing college football because of the, the the rules and redshirting and things like that. Um I believe that if that's the if not the team's leading tackle, the second leading tackler from his safety spot, which I well, talked to his dad yeah. about that. He's like, you know, that's not good, right? I'm like, <laughs> I'm aware that's not a good thing, but uh he's balling out. Looks really yeah. good for Shippensburg. Go for him. Um I believe a team captain. So awesome. uh, That's uh, good for him. Pretty good experience. But yes, back in 2016, he was a sophomore on that championship team against Cumberland Valley. So uh, Wilson and Cumberland Valley played a lot and then kind of it kind of went silent.
0: Which Um, is funny because I feel like now a lot of this was. Not playoff, but also regular season. But like Central Dolphin, like disappeared from our schedule, including postseason. And Central Dolphin has found their way in. You know, right? Like yeah, that's- exactly. <laughs> so,
1: other than the 2016 championship game, we had not played Cumberland Valley since uh, the 2011 four A semifinal that we've already mentioned once on the show. That was the last time we had played them. So this would be a lot la- the first time we played them in a non championship games in what twelve years. Um, but a huge history with them, including them ending our season both in 2009 and 2010.
0: Yeah, those hurt.
1: Yeah, those were rough ones. That was-, was right when I had moved back and was watching the game. Uh, actually, that 2010 game was when basically all of this began. Not Bulldog Hour, but me covering the team on social media and taking pictures and tweeting about it started on, I believe it was November 1st, 2010. Uh, against Cumberland Valley.
0: This is a very random thought, but you know what you're you know. I, with love me. Right. I love random. Um, right? Do you have any idea what game it was that you were away and I had to do the tweets for you?
1: Yeah, it was against Hempfield in 2014. Okay, okay. okay.
0: Um,
1: I had a wedding. In, I'm not sure I've ever. I had a wedding in the <laughs> Pittsburgh area. Um,
0: I was so nervous.
1: <laughs> yeah you you were in you were in charge of that. I remember. Yeah. Um, yeah. They won, so it's no no issues. You were fine. All right. <laughs> um, <laughs> Coach Steve O'Neill joining in. Uh, go Broncos! He's hey. long time suffering Denver football <laughs> yes, fan. Yes, uh, got the victory today over the Chiefs. Kind of crazy, but you know, no Chad Henney out there anymore. So Chiefs are struggling.
0: Chiefs are struggling. Yeah. Um. Well, that yeah. stat I sent you was insane. It was Mahomes' first yeah, road first division <laughs> loss. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. <laughs> and the last time the Broncos that. I'm sorry, coach Steve. Uh the last time the Broncos beat the um last time the Broncos beat the, the the Chiefs, uh the quarterbacks it was a quarterback matchup of Alex Smith versus Peyton Manning.
1: Interesting. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, hey, but that defense looked good today. Um yeah, but
1: so it looks like I'm just looking at these, this PIAA District 3 football chronology for Wilson. Wilson's first game played Cumber Valley and lost, 1984. Wilson's second playoff game played Cumberland Valley and lost, 1985. Wilson's fourth game played Cumberland Valley in 1987 and lost. Fifth game overall, fourth game against Cumberland Valley, got the win, 1989, 7-3. to and that would be the year that they would lose Upper St. Clair in the state championship game, also already mentioned on the show. Um 1990 also got to play Cumberland Valley, and that's the one that matters there. That's the that Fog Bowl victory. Uh stealing a victory from the jaws of defeat, uh, for sure. And that's uh Collins to Kraris, I believe. Uh I've played that clip a few times. Have you seen that? It's tough to see it so because I've, of well. I've the only fog. seen
0: it once, but it was f- through you showing it to me. Um, yeah, that was that was pretty crazy.
1: I believe – and I believe so in
0: – Yeah, it, I say see it as in we've watched it. We've you watched can't it, see and anything. Can't <laughs> see it. It's tough. So I think in
1: 1992, Wilson lost to Cumberland Valley 20 to 14. I believe Cumberland Valley was the number one seed in districts that year and had been – pretty unstoppable uh had a really really good team uh wilson uh struggled uh you know they weren't we weren't undefeated or anything like that obviously good enough to make the playoffs but uh and you know yeah, back in the context like four and, teams in four well it was division. even even more random in the 80s and 90s about yeah how yeah they you're figured, right you're right figured out state playoffs and, and district playoffs but Um, Wilson hung with that Cumberland Valley team, which I believe went on to win the state championship. That was with uh, John Ritchie. Yes. So um, a lot of history with Cumberland Valley. Interesting to see them back here for a playoff game. But like I said, it's been a while. 2016, last game in the championship, 2011. Last time uh, it was just a non-championship playoff game. That one was at Cumberland Valley. Um so actually we haven't hosted them in a playoff game then since twenty ten. Right. So, and and think about how many years there were sixteen teams making the playoffs and you had yeah. all these opportunities to meet well, see, up. And, part
0: of the thing too though was like rarely were will one of Wilson or Cumberland Valley at that time in the top or bottom part of the bracket. Right like separated they were both in the top of the bracket most of the time you know so like it's been a bit of a, it's been a, a long time so um yeah so we'll see um so expect
1: you know. come valley to uh to look different than before they're not ground and pound they they have a big time recruit at i believe offensive tackle yeah I,
0: he was the, starting since his freshman year he,
1: right it was and i, I think ch- he might think, only be a sophomore i was gonna say i think he's only a sophomore and they are—they're now spread team, so it'll be interesting to see Cumberland Valley running a spread offense, trying to uh, air it out a bit. They're still going to be tough. Oh, that's yeah. just the way Cumberland Valley is, in everything. Yeah.
0: yeah, don't let the six and four fool you. Like we said, we went through the—we went through the—they uh, the played a there. gauntlet
1: to start right. the season and then started to hit their stride and beat teams like Central Dolphin and State College, who are
0: also still alive, very still playing good football. Teams. Yeah, yeah,
1: very good teams. Yeah,
0: all of their losses came to teams still playing. Yes. All of their, well, not all of their wins, but a few of their wins have come against teams that are still playing. Right. Hey, uh, they're, it's they're, gonna be a they're in a good spot. Oh, and they're getting battle. to host a game. They're they're going to be pumped.
1: They're going to be ready to go. So buy your tickets online. Yes. Check the link. We talked about it on here. Rewind the show and and listen if you need to. Look out for my posts. I will make sure everyone has a, has enough notice to uh, take care of that and not have any issues at Cumberland Valley on Friday, November 10th, not this Friday, the following Friday, right before veterans day, right. we'll be down or over at Cumberland Valley for district three, six, a quarterfinal here in 2023. Uh, Justin, you got anything else? Um, vote for Maddox and yes, Edison that yes. play on, uh, WFMZ.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, no, that, that's about it. Um, it's been, it was, I can't believe the regular season's over. It's I crazy. It's, it's crazy. November. Yep. Uh, on uh, Wednesday.
1: Check out my photo album from Senior Night. Nearly 1,200 yes. images posted. Yes. It took me a long time to uh, go through everything and and make. Uh,
0: Has I, there I, been nicer weather for the last home? For a,
1: no, because two <laughs> years ago, it
0: was awful. I, I'll never forget. So the booth I'm in up there it was raining so hard sideways I was, I was up there with you that the back wall was getting wet. And yeah. we had the, we had the garage door style thing down as far as we could take it not and cool. still have the camera. It, it was cool. That was crazy. That was absolutely well, crazy. I don't think we're going
1: to luck out with at least the temperature in two weeks, no, 10, 10, 12 no. days, whatever. But if, if it's not raining, I count that as a win. So oh, yeah. fingers crossed yeah. for that. As we go down to, to Cumberland Valley, to uh tussle with the the eagles so yeah check out the album figure out how to buy your tickets uh stick with us yet yeah, no show next week i i am once again in pittsburgh for a wedding uh so we're not gonna have a show this next week uh it fit in perfectly um uh, no wilson game i can i can take off for a bit so we will be back in two weeks November 12th, hopefully not for a season finale episode. Yeah, hopefully we have I a preview next show too. Don't want to be talking about too. season 10. I want to be talking about uh episode 17 of season 9 and right. not episode 1 of season 10. Yeah. Which we got a lot of people that want to talk to us in the in the off-season shows. We got a list, so I don't know. This maybe off-season we go monthly in the off-season and we'll see Same. if there's enough people that want to talk to us about high school football, Wilson football in general. Oh, wow. We'll certainly uh, have them on.
0: One thing we did not mention on the show, and we forgot to really mention it last week, was our hats last week, uh, our Dolphin and Eagles hats. Um, mm. Go Birds.
1: Yeah, don't need to talk about that.
0: <laughs> I mean, this week went better for
1: me. It was yeah. just the Patriots. <laughs> They're terrible. Darren New England's terrible. It's so good to say that. So, All right. I think that's it for us then here. Episode... 15 of the Bulldog Hours ninth season in the books. Thank you for tuning in. Continue to subscribe, rate, review, like, share all those good things. Justin and I will be back in two weeks. Until next time for Justin Raffoff and the entire Wilson football program. I'm Joe Mays and remember, go Go Bulldogs.
0: Bulldogs. You're listening to the Bulldog Hour getting you inside the Wilson football program. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Bulldog Hour. Want more Wilson football? Follow the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Or visit www.bulldoghour.com. The Bulldog Hour is a feature program on jmnjrradio.com.